Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. So much is explained by those two words. Yeah. She's six. She, okay. It's all she connecting. wants her own teeth. Thank you very much. Stop stealing my teeth, fairy. Life 107.1. Sometimes people amaze me. Mm. With next level willpower. Like people who can climb a mountain and just like keep on going all the way to the top. Okay, there's those or people, of course. dive to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, they're, they're all really cool and everything. And, and I sit back and I, I am amazed by them. But that's almost like a different world. I'm talking about the people who within our world, the normal everyday mundane mm-hmm. world, are able to show the most next level amazing willpower. I'm talking about you people who can withstand the siren call of candy this time of year. Oh my goodness. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I want to buy all of it. In large quantities. I go to Hy-Vee and it's like an ASPCA commercial. They all need a home. <laughs> I am not tempted to buy it because I hate spending money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not the problem for me. The problem is when I go to a place and it is already dumped into a giant bowl or it's already plentiful. It has already been purchased and it's there for me free for the taking. Mm -hmm. That is where I am amazed by people's willpower. I have a friend. Let's call her Heather because that's her name. Anyway. I went to her house and she had a giant wash tub, like one of those old fashioned wash tubs, giant thing. And it was full nigh up to the brim with not the junky candy, the the good candy. Oh, really? Like the Snickers and the Twix and the, the Reese's name Peanut Butter Cup stuff. and the Mounds and the Almond Joy and the Baby Ruth and oh, the $100,000 bars and all of those. It was filled to the brim with those. And I walk into the kitchen and I look at this and I look at her and I look at this and I look at her. <laughs> and my first question is, what are you trying to do to me? And my second question is, how long has that been sitting there? She's like, I don't know, about five days or so. I'm like, how are you not eating that? She's like, I don't, I don't know. It's just not my thing. She didn't what? eat any of no! it? I do not understand. I don't get it. Because I was at her house for about an hour and I'm pretty sure I had at least six. <laughs> I mean, it's a veritable smorgasbord out there. A veritable smorgasbord. All the little itty bitty, brightly colored mm-hmm. chocolate or whatnot candies that are out there. And they're all in big tubs, free for the taking. I'm having a hard time because, you know, there are some of those candies that are just too tempting for me. There are some that just call the siren song of your name and you crash upon the mountains of the candy. (laughs) And it turns out Dan and Sarah, newly married, have the exact same tempting candy. What is it, Sarah? Reese's. Reese's. Oh, yeah. So you open up that sack filled with candy, and the first one you're grabbing is Reese's. Yep, all the Reese's. Every time. Okay, so I got a question for the newlyweds. Would you share, say it's a two-pack Reese's, (laughs) would you share your Reese's with the other one? Yes. Normally. (laughs) Well, if she's there, I'll share, but if she's not, she doesn't need to know it ever existed. (laughs) And we want to know, what's that deep, dark temptation? It's Candy. wrapped up in pretty packaging. Mm. And every time you walk past it, it's like, it's not that big. This is such a difficult time of year for of those them. of us with zero to zero willpower. <laughs> you want to know when temptation gets really bad? I had a job where I worked from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
which meant number one. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay. Number right. one, I was in the office right around dinner time and I didn't have any food. Number two. You could have brought food. I was the last person in the office. Oh, boy. Oh. Number three, there was a big O tub of York peppermint patties. All the time? Well, not after I got done with it. <laughs> I forgot about York peppermint patties. It was massive. And because... I just, every night I'd get the grumblies and I'd grab a couple oh, and I'd, I'd munch on them. And those go down so easy because it's like minty afterwards. Yeah, it's I had like, really good oh. breath. It felt like my mouth was clean. You felt the sensation. I basically brushed my teeth every day. Right. Because that's what a York peppermint patty is. Just like brushing your teeth. It's the mint that cleans your teeth. Every dentist and dental assistant right now is crying. No, they're not crying because they know I'm a customer. <laughs> okay, Haley, you got to fess up. What is the most tempting candy for you? Three Musketeers. Those are the ones that normally don't last till morning. <laughs> Nice. Three musketeers, really? Mm -hmm. Okay, because see, if you and I were together in a room, I would let you have all the three musketeers and I would have to take the Snickers. That's completely fine. I'm not a big Snickers fan. I do get it because, you know, that nougat is so soft and pillowy on the inside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to impede the progress of the chewing. It kind of melts in your mouth. Yeah. It goes down real easy. The best thing, though, is my grandfather, when he was alive, he would always have fun-sized Three Musketeer bars, so he'd buy them by the bags, and he'd actually put them in the the refrigerator. Ooh. They would get kind of hard, and so he would actually dunk them in his coffee (gasps) because he had dentures, so it was kind of harder for him to chew. (laughs) But when he would want a late-night snack, he would get a Three Musketeers, he'd warm up a cup of coffee and dunk it, and then it'd be nice and smooth, and it'd kind of melt in his mouth, too. Dr. Heidi, when I was pregnant with Piper... My first child. I remember one of my older, wiser friends telling me how important it was for her to have something called a pack and play because kids want boundaries, but be prepared for her to try to crawl over the railing because they'll also want to test those boundaries. That is like parenting 101 that it just keeps building from there, right? right? Yeah. Kids love boundaries. They test boundaries. Yes. And this year is especially unique because kids have new boundaries to test. They're doing online school from home. Maybe they've transitioned to a new school. There's lots of things that are different about this year and lots of behaviors that you are likely to be seeing. I was talking to a teacher and they're like, yeah, we're seeing some behaviors, but you know what? We expect that. They're testing the boundaries. Wow. You might not expect it. I mean, it might be a surprise to you that hybrid schooling is not going as well as you thought maybe it would. Because for you, it's just sit down in front of the computer and do school. But for the kid, he's learning something. This is brand new for him. And that's, yeah, when you think about it, expecting them to be perfect at something they've never done before is a weird expectation. You you should like, (laughs) if I sit down at a guitar for the first time, I don't expect to suddenly be able to play every single Chris Tomlin song ever. So you take this child who's maybe in third or fourth grade, who has been that type A child who has done everything perfectly, and then you put them in front of a screen where they can't do it perfectly. It's a recipe for disaster. So here's your choice as a parent. You can either focus on the behavior which is going to lead to power struggles. Sit down or else. Mm. And the problem with power struggles is it becomes then about who's in charge and it stops becoming about what is actually going on. So I want to really encourage you to slow down, kind of back up from the behavior and think, what is maybe going on here? 
Maybe they can't concentrate on the screen because every time they see the screen, they're thinking about all their little friends who they are not with Mm. and how different this is. That grief and loss that our kids are feeling is extraordinary. And it's likely to show up in tears, in anxiety, or maybe even in anger. Well, I know some of us are upset that we are working from home and don't get to see our coworkers anymore. Why would it be any different for our children? We might not be able to throw a tantrum and cry and do things that aren't. I don't know. I've been on Facebook recently. (laughs) Well, it might not be quote unquote grown up, but for kids, they have that outlet. They do. And so if you're seeing a boundary test happening, if you're tempted to just focus on the behavior, again, slow down, do some problem solving, see if you can figure out what's going on, but always come back to the relationship. Your relationship with your child is what's going to last. Second grade math is not, right? They'll they'll get through that eventually. Um, For better or worse, they will get through it and you want your relationship to be intact. So maybe that means I love you. Neither one of us love this. I'm going to take a break. Maybe it means I hate this. You hate this. Let's go get some ice cream, right? it's, It's some way of saying, you know what? You are not your struggle. You are not your emotion. You are my child and I love you and we're going to get through this together. It should be a time that you can savor it. Mm. Saturday morning, you get to get up a little bit later than normal. You spend some time making your coffee. And this Saturday was going to be no different. I always put just a little bit of my creamer just on the bottom of the cup. Yep. I always have my coffee the same exact color because I know exactly how much of my creamer to put in there. And then I get to go and I get to sit and I get to sit on the sectional and look out the big bay window and enjoy my Saturday Mm. morning. And as I was watching the little squirrelies play, sipping my coffee, I was like, this is not as good as normal. And yet I continued to sip. Okay. I'm like, this really isn't very good. Hmm. What is, maybe I, I mean, and then I thought, no, this is a good coffee. I like this coffee. And, you know, I just bought the creamer. Hmm. I mean, I just, I, I just didn't understand. And then I took another sip and I'm halfway through this giant <laughs> mug of coffee before I finally looked down into the coffee mug. My what? creamer was curdled. Oh, I was, Jen! I was drinking curdled coffee. I drank half a cup of it before I even got to the point where I was like, I wonder what... Ah! It never stopped you when it came to a point that you had to chew a sip of coffee? Halfway through! Oh my, my goodness. Coffee. It's not supposed to be drunk this way, but <laughs> I did enjoy about half of a cup of coffee on Saturday morning. And the creamer was curdled. (laughs) And, you know, we all have differing views on expiration dates. I think we can all agree curdled creamer. Not a fan of that. But uh, Kelly has similar experiences. I grew up with my mom saying, oh, just stir it and smell it. It'll be fine. Stir it and smell it. Yeah, stir it and smell it. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm married. It's going to expire in four days, and it's questionable. (laughs) (laughs) But I drank half a cup of curdled coffee. And you know what? Everybody across the state of Iowa that could hear you, like, it made my stomach feel kind of sick, and I'm in the car. Yep. That's where I'm at. I mean, I think I almost tasted a chunk of your coffee. (laughs) Exactly.
when you're in college <laughs> and you think about treating yourself, oh boy. it looks a little bit different than when you're on more financially stable ground. I remember literally scrounging under couch cushions inside the car just to find mm-hmm. $2 to go to Taco Bell. Well, we had found that one of our favorite local fast food places was uh, offering a new menu item that we thought was amazing. And we were so excited. Me and a few friends all scrimped and saved our money so we could all go out together when this was available and purchase the new food item. You're not going to... You're going to learn soon why I'm not naming names or food items. Okay. Because we went to this place and we all got our food items through the drive-thru. It's like one o'clock in the morning and we drive back into a parking lot and we start eating and the food item is as wonderful as advertised. Oh no, what? Oh my. Until I'm never going to eat again, all right. In I'm, the back seat. No. I hear my friend oh, no. screaming. Oh no! Screaming. We try What's wrong? What? What's wrong? Serenity, what's wrong? And she pulls out no, of her mouth no! like a metal piece of machinery. No! It was like a corkscrew or something. <laughs> And she's screaming and staring at this thing and screaming and staring at this thing. We're laughing because she's screaming. Finally, she sets it down and she finishes her food. Because we had saved that money and we are not letting it go to waste because we are responsible college students. Oh, my goodness. She looked at me and she said, I don't care what anybody else says. I'm doing it this weekend. I was like. What are you what? talking about? What's going on? Well, yeah, I was having a conversation with one of my best friends. Um, of course, she's been along with us for the ride in 2020. So 2020 has been difficult. But she's had a lot of other scenarios in 2020 that have been particularly hard. And the last couple of weeks have been extraordinarily hard. So she's sitting in the corner of her couch on Monday night. I had dinner with her and uh, she says, I don't care what anybody else says. I'm doing it this weekend. And I'm like, what? what? She said, I'm decorating for Christmas. And I looked at her and I said, of course you are. I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm not mad about that. I said, of course you are. I said, is it going to make you happy? She said, yes. I said, well, who would give you a hard time? And she said, <laughs> my husband. I said, no, he won't. <laughs> no, he won't. I'm actually kind of shocked that we're talking about this this early. I don't think we've ever had this conversation this early. But it's the year to do it. What do you think? Is 2020 the year to decorate early? For Christmas. I absolutely adore decorating for Christmas early. So I'm actually in a newer relationship and my boyfriend and I were talking about it. And I was like, you know, I really want to decorate for Christmas early, especially since it's been snowing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he was all for it. He goes, but I have one condition. I said, okay. He goes, do you have a Christmas tree? I was like, yeah, I have a fake Christmas tree that I put up every year. And that's like the first thing I do. He goes, no, 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 no. We are taking your daughter and getting a real Christmas tree this year. Oh, nice. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We like this guy. If you are a rule follower, Mm. you are my people. There are certain (laughs) things that I still follow the rules on. And one of them is these kind of self-imposed rules that I have in my head about Mm -hmm. decorating for the holidays. There is a time frame in which it must be done. All of those rules never met 2020. When they met 2020, they kind of (laughs) went... Everything kind of did that in 2020. And so we're wondering, is 2020 the year that we can decorate for Christmas a little early? Well, my tree's been up since Christmas of last year. Oh! (laughs) 
Just never you took it down. You didn't even know that 2020 was going to be this kind of year. You were prepared. Yeah. We ran out of storage space, so we took off the decorations of it, but the tree's been up year-round. House lights just came unplugged, but stayed up on the house, so we're going to have easy setup this year. Love it. I just think it's the year. I really do. I think it's whatever you want. Any which way you can, whatever goes, if it makes you happy, do it. Might as well enjoy the holidays. Exactly. Agreed. Believe it or not, you and I are in agreement. I know. This this is rare. Red Letter Day. I think that 2020 is the year. You can decorate for Christmas early. I'm always game to decorate for Christmas early, but uh, what about you, Kenna? I am all about like decorating for Christmas and everything, but my husband is not. Uh-oh. He tells me that I have to wait until after Thanksgiving. Dinner is over. So it can be Thanksgiving night, but I have to wait until we actually have dinner over. So are you like at Thanksgiving dinner, like as soon as you clear your plate, you're like, okay, it's time. Um, I'm already purchasing Christmas decorations. (laughs) They're slowly coming into the house. They're just getting hidden. (laughs) I had never thought to ask the people in my life this question. But it's a really good one. I was talking to my brother, and he said he has a group of friends that he does Bible studies with. And one of the things they ask every week is, what are you doing that's bringing you closer to Jesus? Ooh. Right? Wow. Wow. Okay. So there are... You should have prepared me for this before I know. you said that. <laughs> Be- because there are a lot of things that you immediately think of like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm reading this good book. I'm mm-hmm. reading the Bible. I'm working on praying more. But my brother said his friend mentioned something really surprising. He said, I'm saying no to stuff. And that's making me feel closer to Jesus. When I say no to things, I am reminding myself that I have limits. I am a human being who Mm -hmm. can't be in all the places at all the time, Mm -hmm. who doesn't have all the abilities or the qualifications to do all the things that's asked of me. And he said, saying no has become an act of worship. For the overextended out there, I think you just gave them a ray of hope. That gave me a ray of hope. Wow. So last week, you were gone, Mm -hmm. Taylor, and we had snow squalls, and there was a whole bunch of other things happening in my own personal life that led last week to being a very anxiety-inducing week. Oh, I'm sorry. One of the places where I can go where I have the least amount of distractions is actually my car. Okay. Because I can turn off my radio and I'm not supposed to have my phone with me anyway. It's, mm-hmm. you know, rules. And I actually put my purse in the back seat and I got in my car and I turned off the radio because I needed to have an extended conversation with God. Mm-hmm. And so over one of my lunch hours last week, I got in the car and I took a drive and I talked with the Lord Mm. about all of my anxieties. Not that any of them surprised him, but when you were saying that your brother's group asks each other, what are you doing this week to get you closer to Jesus? I thought about my little lunch hour drive Mm. because I did a lot of talking and at the end of my lunch hour, I came back in here to work. And I actually felt so much better because there's only one person who can take care of all of the issues that I had. Yeah. And I went and I enjoyed a lunch hour with him. The little munchkins are such a big part of your life. And it's a big deal when your kiddo loses a tooth. And I mean, that's one thing. But to save it in your like, where is this? It's in your dresser. That's nothing compared to I have a friend named Angie who's got a friend named Rob, okay? So okay. this is Angie's friend Rob. I don't know Rob, I just know Angie, and Angie told me this story. <laughs> Rob is a dad. Okay. 
And he's a dad that saves his kiddos baby teeth. Okay. All right. So he saves them up, saves them up, saves them up, saves them up until they leave the house. And then you know what he does with them? She throw them away finally? No, he gives them baby teeth when they leave. What are they supposed to do with those? I don't know. I don't know. He just gives them. I don't know. Congratulations, son. It's been great. Here, by the way, are all your baby teeth. What are they? Are they in like a Ziploc baggie? (laughs) Or a satin like pull string? Probably a trinket box. A trinket. I don't know. Trinket box with here's your old teeth. That is weird. I'm not weird for saving the baby teeth, but he's weird for giving his kids the baby teeth when they move out of his house. I think we can both agree on Rob. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of like what every parent does when the kids leave the home. It's like, hey, I've been holding on to all this stuff of yours. Take it to your apartment. I'm telling you, seriously, at the time, it just seems like the thing to do. Really? To save... Save your kids' teeth. Save their teeth. Of all the, the, the ones, things the that fall that off they... of your child, you're going to save their teeth. Well, you, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. It, it doesn't seem weird at the time. Uh-huh. But then when you start thinking about it a lot, maybe it does seem a little strange. What about you, Polly? I was a weird mother who kept her children's teeth, each one as it fell out, identifying the child and the date that it fell out and where the tooth came from. Oh. Wow. Do I know where they are? No. (laughs) (laughs) But my granddaughter has taken losing teeth to a new level. She does not want to give them to the tooth fairy, so she is keeping them in her own trinket box. (laughs) Does the Tooth Fairy still leave her a little gift? No. 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 The Tooth Fairy doesn't get the tooth. The kid doesn't get a a gift. She's six. She's six. (laughs) So much is explained by those two words. She's six. Okay. She wants her own teeth. Thank you very much. Stop stealing my teeth, Fairy. I kind of honestly thought that this was just something that you did. When your child's tooth fell out, you saved it. I mean, I don't save them anywhere specific, obviously. I found one this morning in a trinket box when I was looking for a safety pin. But you saved them. I mean, that's that's not weird, is it? When I was like, I don't know, maybe 28, I had not had children yet. And I was helping my mom clean her bedroom. I found a bag of teeth. <laughs> and I was... So appalled. I was like, what is this? And there were five kids in my family, and I think she kept like four from each of us. Oh, my goodness. There were like 20 teeth in this bag, and I made a commitment right then silently to never do that. (laughs) Ever. Sometimes it takes a little creativity. I'm talking about parenting because kids are good at being kids. Sienna, have you been creatively parented? When I was... 12, 13-ish, I came home from school one day to find a sign taped to my bedroom door that said I was evicted. Whoa! (laughs) And that I was not allowed to enter my room unless I was cleaning it. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you were cleaning. (laughs) How dirty was it that you you pushed your mother to that limit? Mm. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So what did you do? Did the eviction notice work? It did. Well, and once I entered, I wasn't allowed to leave. That became the other part of it. Once I entered to clean, I was not allowed to leave until it was clean. That's not how eviction works. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get a little creative when you're trying to get the kids to do what the kids need to do. Now, I've got a question for you because 
really, for all intents and purposes, you seem like you might have been as close to the perfect child as possible. I really and, was, Jen. And, and I, I, I didn't sin until I was 30. <laughs> oh, my. And then it was a big one. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> He's kidding. Uh, and, and it sounds like, you know, you had a great relationship with your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And Nate might have been a bit of a stinker at times. But the two of you just sounded like you were pretty good kiddos. So how creative did your mom have to get? Well, here's the thing, Jen. I loved my Nintendo. Oh, you liked video games. I was a video game kid. Oh, I, I played nonstop. I would play all hours of the night, all hours of the day. I bet you that didn't make your mom happy. No, which is why at one point she said, okay, Taylor, we got to figure out a way to put a limit on this. And so she put an egg timer next to the TV. An egg timer. And like, she said... Like it would click down, click, click, mm-hmm. click, click, click. <laughs> and she said, you have to start the timer at 30 minutes <gasps> every time you want to play the video games. And that's all you get for the day. Now, my son tells me 30 minutes in video game time goes by like a blink of an eye. Well, this was in the Nintendo days, so you could actually play a full video game at that point. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> I was like... Mom, I'm going to get creative right back. Oh, no. What did you do? And I was like... What, did you not start it or what? I bet... Mom will forget about this. And so for three weeks, I did not play a video game at all. I, like, played outside. I read books. What? I played with my little brother. And wouldn't you know, after three weeks, Mom needed to boil some eggs and the egg timer went away. And then I was back to playing unrestricted Nintendo. Yeah! That, wow. I mean, that says so much about you right now. <laughs> When they handed her to me in the hospital, they did not tell me, you're going to need to be creative. (laughs) They didn't say that because I would never really think of myself as a creative person. But the fact is, sometimes with your kiddos, you have to resort to creative parenting. What did you do, Lana? I had to be creative when my son was getting in trouble in school on the playground in sixth grade. He'd had multiple skirmishes with this one child Mm. and... So I told him, we have to be the better person, and if you continue this, I'm going to have to go to school with you. Oh, boy. Sure enough, he had another call, and this person at the school said, boy, your son did not want me to call you. And I said, well, I think (laughs) you should know why, because I'll be coming to school with him tomorrow. Oh, boy, you did it. I did it. Yep. He was in sixth grade, and I sat by him in every one of his classes, and uh, he'll never forget that. (laughs) You went to sixth grade for a day. Oh, my goodness. No more problems with the other kid? (laughs) Nope. He never, ever had an issue on the playground again after that. How was sixth grade, by the way? (laughs) Oh, it was kind of scary. (laughs) I didn't remember some of the stuff. This has been the Taylor and Jen Podcast. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at Life1071.com or on the Life1071 app.